This weekend car audio. Audio. Tune in. Tune in. What we talking about bass? Talking about chips. Talking about rings. You ain't got them. Zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found? Check your grounds. The show about to start. Start. Tune in. 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 This weekend car audio. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, and your new co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Fernandez. What's going on, Jeffrey? Hey, hey, all right, all right. Salutations, everyone. (laughs) Salutations. That's new. Salutations. Uh, If you guys are tuning in right now, please like and share this right away. Let's get this thing moving. Our guest this week, Christopher Munson. Uh, If you guys don't know, his father is uh, Nathan Munson. He's been on the show a couple of times talking about the stuff he's done. And now we're going to have Christopher on. And just so you guys know, Christopher is his own person doing his own thing. And he has earned his right to be on here and uh, earned his place in the car audio community. Christopher is his own person. Uh Uh-oh, somebody's got their volume on. What's that? Who was that? Is that you, Jeffrey? It might have been. Rookie move. <laughs> Just saying. Um, hey, hey, I'm new. I'm new, guys. I'm the new guy. You're the new guy. <laughs> uh, I'm still sharing off right now. Anyway, um, so Chris is new at this thing, and or he's not new, sorry. Uh, he is his own person. He's made his own accomplishments. He has, um, it is 11 world championships and 18 world records. Uh, welcome, Chris. Dang. How's it going? All right. Um, so uh, let's get this started. Uh, most likely, I'm sure you got involved with this um, as something with your dad. But uh, tell the the listeners and viewers back home, because once again, we are going to put this out on um, on iHeartRadio and whatnot when we're done here. But uh, tell us how you got started and uh, what this, you know, uh, what's your involvement in the car audio world? Yeah, sure. Um, well, the way I got started, I was probably in about, I'd say about ninth grade or so. And I was needing a summer job. And dad offered me a job to go work at just the brick and mortar store. Um, doing, at the time, just cleaning up after the guys doing little jobs around the shop. I wasn't familiar with working on cars. I never really had done it. Um, that's where I really, that, that's just where I got my start. I started there the first summer, just kind of picking up after the guys, learning things at hand. And then I started installing a little bit and then just took it from there. And, you know, I, I started in about, like I said, ninth grade. And then by the time I was a senior in high school, I built my trailblazer. I had an orange trailblazer. That was really nice. It was all done with stainless and it had a full JL system in it. Mm-hmm. Had a, had a, it, was a, it was a wall build with 12 tins and it had 12 amplifiers, one per sub. And then it had a few size amps and it had a lot of fiberglass work and stainless steel work and plexi work in it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, most of us start out by putting a house speaker in the back seat of our uh, mom's car. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when guilty, I started, guilty as charged. My uh, my first system was actually it was a single JL 12WO. Our our shop sold a lot of JL stuff, yep. a lot of kicker stuff, and 
my very first system I remember was a little JL uh, 12W0 and like a 300 watt amp. And I just, oh. I thought it was the loudest kid around. And, you know, that's just, this, that was my start. I had a little system then and <laughs> like everything just took off from there. All right. So let's uh, mention the people watching right now. We got Moises Alejandre over on YouTube, uh, SQ Sounds, Bridgetown Barbados. That's Tristan on that side. Um, over on the Facebook side, I got Steve, uh, Stephen Talbot, Mario, uh, Anthony Perel, Perella, uh, and three others. It says Jeff Schultz, Stephen Talbot, uh, Travis Hofstetter, uh, Woody McDonald, all watching right now on the Facebook side. Um, all right. So, uh, like I said, some of us didn't have the advantage of having Nathan Munson as our dad. Um, and I do know that you did your own stuff. Nathan um, really, really talked to me, you know, when we talked about it. And, you know, I was like, hey, man, that's this great job you did with your kid and this and that. And he's like, no, 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 this has nothing to do with me. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is 100 percent him. And that and so the first time I saw you compete was yep. uh, in Vegas at the CES showdown. Yeah. And I think you had a box or something. Well, I had a. If I remember correctly, I took two cars to the very first CES showdown. I had taken my Trailblazer at the time, the one I built mm -hmm. in high school, and then I had my first CRX. It was a little black CRX that was more of an SPL car. It didn't demo do any of that stuff. It was just more of a, like I said, more of an SPL vehicle. And the demo and the Trailblazer kind of did it all. It was it was an all around vehicle. It was pretty loud and played really well. So yeah. that, that's where I got the, that's where I got my start. Really was. My very first SPL vehicle was actually in high school before my CRX, I had an Audi TT and I tried doing SPL stuff in that and got tired of, got tired of tearing that car apart and <laughs> saw that CRXs were kind of popular. So I was like, you know what, I'll just get one. They're relatively cheap. And that's where I really started playing with the black car, learn a lot about SPL and dad taught me some tricks along the way. And they got yeah. to the point where got to the point where I, we were kind of matching each other in, I would say, knowledge. And he started learning tricks from me that I had found in my car that he hadn't quite found yet. Yep. But he's still, he's still really sharp himself. But there's a <laughs> lot of tricks that I've learned over the years that I've, I've taught him. But he was the, he was the originator. He, start, he taught me from the start. So. Yep. It, it, it's, you know, it is true. Uh, we tell people all the time, you know, we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, we have our own accomplishments and this and that, but without the people below us that got us the start in this um, and did some of the original testing, especially with like CRXs and whatnot, uh, we would no yeah. be nowhere near along as far as uh, as far along as we are today uh, with car audio. I mean, you know, there, there's a wealth of knowledge of people that came before us, right? Yeah. SPL, I mean, SPL is one thing, but also just knowledge on equipment. It's it's crazy how much better over, you know, when you look at equipment 20 years ago, how much better the equipment is we have today. Oh, yeah. The car we have today is far better than what it was 20 years ago. Uh, I, I just want to say I am I need to get me a pair of uh, Stroker 18s, though, one of these times soon. And just yeah. kind of and just kind of see what, you know, with today's power, what I can do with one of those Strokers, because. I mean, the old school ones, right? Yeah, the old school ones. Yeah, the old school ones. Because those things were beast back in the day. They, I mean, they, there was a significant di difference in a Stroker 18 and any other 18. So, yeah, they were kind of the, the Stroker was kind of the originator of, of a more purpose-built SPL driver at the time. That's really yep. what started 
or one, one of the very first, you know, heavy hitters that then people t- took design from and started building their own yep. off of it. Yeah, because the excursion you can get with the multi-fold surround that they had. Um, the the best thing that the Stroker had, though, was the cone control with the additional spider up on the top, you know, and then yep. the uh, pole, the, uh, the extended pole piece so that can slide up and down, you know. Yeah. So, uh, that was huge. Um, somebody had a question for you right here. Oh, Curtis Maxwell Lyon said um, that Trailblazer was gosh darn sexy. So. It was a pretty truck, man. It was it was neat when it was in its prime. It was it was pretty nice. And, and where is it now then? It's uh, it's just sitting at the warehouse right now. It's kind of sitting next to. It's blocked in by a ton of pallets of equipment right now, but it's got nothing in it. It's just got a layer of dust on it it's sitting there. <laughs> and, and so, so is that Trailblazer? Is that like your first car, or that's your just your first SPL car? No, my first SPL car was an Audi TT and then oh, my second right. car was a CRX and my trailblazer was my first big demo build but part of what was cool about the trailblazer is I want, really wanted to show off my install capability with it so I really went all out on that truck I mean that the, the the trim panels in the back I actually had done out of stainless steel and then there's a lot of plexi work and there's really there's a lot of nice work that was done in the trailblazer just to showcase my install ability also so that must have been the one that I saw at CES. It must have been the Trailblazer. I thought it was a box or something. I knew it was a, you know, a square type vehicle. So that must have been yeah. that Trailblazer. Yeah, it was an orange Trailblazer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was it. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, tell us about your uh, championships. I mean, I got a world champion right here to my, uh, to my left. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Jeffrey? Hey, it's it's uh you know it's a good company. We're in good company here. Got champions. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so so tell us about uh, what championships you have, records, uh, all that stuff, please. So a lot of mine really fall under USAC. Okay. And with you, my very first championship was with my black car, my black CRX. Um, and that was kind of my learning as far as CRX is go. That was really my learning curve car. I did a ton of stuff to that car and. You know, towards the end, ended up honestly ruining it, just trying to figure out ways to make it better. And once I found refined ways, that's when I took off with my white CRX. And my white CRX is is pretty awesome. I mean, that's what I've got majority of my championships in is I've got eight of those with that car. Dang. Um, and then I've got another three, two of them with my trunk car. I had I, I've had two trunk cars. Two. One, the first one was Pigpen, and it was uh, it was an all out car, so it, had, it was unlimited power limited cone area and at the time i had two 18s and i had it on about fifty thousand lots and it was pretty loud it was actually the loudest at the time was the loudest trunk car in the world it and did 60 from the trunk uh 60 what did 65s from the trunk uh in usaki so that would be the globe on the floor or legal yeah globe in the dick it did and then on the dash it would do Depending on how you did it, like Midwest SPL style, which is like on the dash door open, it was like 62s, and on the dash shield, it was 61s. Okay. 61s. So in DB Drag, it would have did about a 61 sealed. Yeah, about a 61, 61, 5 sealed on a good day. Dang. That's so, legitimate, huh, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Pretty- Anytime, dude, you got a little CRX, you're hitting 60s, you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Pro Stock No Limit, I believe, was like a 62 this year. I think, yeah, is that what it was? Respectable for that class. 
Yes, and that that I believe was a CRX, right? I don't remember if it was a CRX, but in general, those those are typically CRXs. Um, yeah. So, what are your world records? Your uh, what what classes were those in? Oh man, they were in all kinds of the USAC. They had a bunch of clamp classes for the stock division, no wall division, mod division, and that's where the, the, the again the white car just dominated. The, the white car is it's it does pretty good on all powers, but on clamp powers, it's pretty it, it's just something else. It's a fun car on clamp power. Um, I mean, on, for for at least if you're talking kick scores, you know, on like 5K right now, it does like a 63, 64 in the kick on 5K. Which for most stock cars is unheard of. Yep. So we, we so have we, a we have a new class in DB Drag called Freestyle. Okay. And freestyle is essentially just what you just mentioned. So, um, you know. So yeah, it, it, say more of the B. Say that again, sir. I said so. Freestyle is more like kind of you know four to the put sensor four to the B pillar door open window down or whatever you like pretty much. Yes, sir. So that's very similar to USAC Outlaw, right? Yep. Yeah. USAC. The big difference in USAC is they have to use a globe, but no, we I mean, use a globe also. Oh, okay. We we don't yeah, have wait, a globe. Wait, wait. We have a sphere. Yeah. Sphere. That's we have a is. sphere. We don't have a globe. We have a <laughs> sphere. <laughs> well, it'll work really similar to it. So very similar to USAC then the layout. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they look strikingly similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> strikingly. <laughs> So, um, uh, a, if any of the any of the people uh, watching right now and in the chat, if they have any questions for uh, Christopher Munson, go ahead and shoot them. Uh, I noticed you have an Apex Audio shirt on, Chris. Let's talk about or yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so Audio Apex, I kind of started up. Me and Dad started it up about last year, and what it is is uh, we actually had the opportunity. I'm sure a couple of people online have heard of it. It's called CarAudioBargain.com or yeah. .com or Cat. And we actually had the ability to buy that. And me me and dad went partnered in on it and we bought into it. And that's what we turned Audio Apex into. So if you go to our website, it's still cardiobargain.com. But uh, we have our own line of amplifiers, the Audio Apex Cab Series, which is, uh, you know, it's we've got a 2K, a 5K, and then we got a 4-channel, and we got a 5-channel as well. So we got a couple different amps to offer to the public. And then we also are, are a full-time Sundown dealer. So we carry carry all lines of Sundown of the Sundown product. We also carry Crossfire. We carry Defmonts. Um, we carry, I'd say we carry about five or six different brands. Okay. And, and so uh, with all that, um, tell us about your move because you were in uh, Eastern uh, New Mexico Eastern, or something? Yeah, oh. Eastern New Mexico. So I was, about, uh, I was about 10 or 15 miles from the Texas border. Okay. And I grew up my whole life. I was actually born in Portales. Portales is about 20 minutes from Clovis. And when I was about six, seven months old, my parents moved to Clovis and I had been there my whole life and just wanted to get out, do something different. And with this opportunity, I was actually able to to do that because we have two warehouses. We have an East Coast warehouse, which is still in Clovis or the West Coast warehouse. I mean, that's still in Clovis that supports the West Coast. So it supports California, New Mexico, Arizona, and we have the East Coast Warehouse, which is in North Carolina, that we support the East Coast Warehouse out of. And we actually rent a section of Sundown Audio to do the East Coast Warehouse part of it. The East Coast Warehouse is about 10,000 square feet. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty solid. Um, Jeffrey, are you catching any comments in the uh, 
in the chat that yeah that... i'm finally seeing some it's uh there seems to be a lag but uh looks like jeff schultz here says hell yeah car audio bargain cab 45 the best budget amp out there that was our so, goal with it Just our yeah. goal was to get one of the best amps you can get in that price range for the power or the best uh yeah best power you can get in that price range so tell us more about that tell us more about the amp so i mean what's the max wattage on it uh what impedance what voltage so the cab the cab 45 we rated them at 4500 watts at one ohm at 14.4 volts um okay. we commonly see them at least certified everybody today talks about dyno numbers and certified dyno numbers they're around 4900 5000 watts and we sell them for right around right now on the website we have them for 539 so that was our goal with it was to try and get 5k for around 500 bucks and it's still a half bridge design i didn't want to quite go to a full bridge design just because i saw how touchy there they were there is some good full bridge out there but they're just kind of touchy at the moment there's nothing that i've seen right now that makes me want to put my full faith into full bridge stuff Okay, so are, does that mean, are you guys moving to, uh, I've heard a couple of manufacturers talk about moving towards uh, regulated power supplies. Are you guys going to go that direction too? Uh, we haven't looked into that yet. That would be really nice. The nice thing about regulated power supplies is they pretty much work on anything. That's my, my first, you know, first time I really played with those was on the JL amps. The JL Slash series and the HD series were regulated power supplies. Mm -hmm. And they're really neat because they make their rated power no matter what you put them on. I mean, you could put those 1200 watt amps in, in a, a car with a stock battery, stock charging system, stock alternator. You can be dropping to 11 volts and it's still going to make the, the rated power it's supposed to. Right. But they're just, uh, they're, they're not, they're not as cost effective and they're also not as efficient of an amplifier because as voltage drops, they have to pull more current to make that power somehow. Oh, you mean voltage times uh, amperage mm -hmm. equals power? Yeah. Weird. Exactly. <laughs> How odd. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, With that's... the original 1200s, though, the original 1200s, when you got the low voltage, like, you know, if you ever saw, like, 10 and a half or 11 volts, they were pulling almost 200 amps of current to make 1200 watts, because that's what they had to do to make their power. Mm. Right. As this drop, they just had to pull more and more current. Yeah. Versus we... An unregulated power supply doesn't do that. It just makes less and less power as you turn the voltage down. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Jody Green watching from Australia. They're in the middle of their season, you know, so, since it's summer down there. Uh, only oh, problem cool. is is they have uh, COVID restrictions like nobody's oh, no. business in Australia and New Zealand. Oh. So um, They're probably getting trouble with social gatherings right now. Yeah. Well, they have um, the – thing i read online from i believe it was jody that posted it uh yeah you're welcome to come to the show as long as you have your um covid passport so you know it shows your vac vaccination and oh new oh, zealand card. that's right so yeah so you just have to have your covid card and then you're welcome to go i saw a great video online where this lady was standing on her porch and i don't know if it was australia or new zealand i just know it was down under and yeah. and he and she's standing there and she goes so you're telling me if I cross that line, you're going to arrest me. And he goes, yes, I am. And we're going to charge you $5,000. Oh, and she goes, no. I don't want to get the vaccine. Then That's fine. Stay on your porch. <laughs> I was like, that, that's very interesting and different than the United States, you know, because we don't put we, we try to put restrictions on our people here. Uh, but, you know, if we try to confine people to their houses on a COVID thing, 
holy good crap would this uh, country have a problem with that, you know? We we yeah. aren't we aren't as kind to that kind of uh, uh, no, governmental I mean, control. Would, I would think that would just be asking for a civil war to break out if you're trying to control people at that level. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, there are countries that accept that. Um, our friends up in Bridgetown, Barbados, uh, she was telling me they actually have a bus that comes in the middle of the night and you get test positive and they come and swoop you up and you disappear for a couple weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> and That's so and, and everybody's totally fine with that there. So um, it, it's just it's a different mentality than we grew up with, uh, you know, um, and for those people that are watching right now, uh, Jeffrey and I have already discussed. We're not going to talk much about rules or anything like that uh, tonight because uh, tonight is really uh, going to be focused on Chris because this is definitely uh, Christopher's thing. Uh, he's been doing a, a great job in the car audio world. Uh, you yes. know, he, he's a he's a big part of um, Audio Apex. Like uh, the last time I called, I think if you call Audio Apex, don't you answer the phone quite often there, Chris? Um, I answer it from time to time. I typically have Jacob or Kyle answer it, but I do answer it from time to time. Just depends on where we're at throughout the day. I typically, like I said, Jacob's usually the guy that mans the phone, but if he's busy or Kyle's busy, I'll grab the phone if I have to. So yeah. there, there's a few times you may catch me. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, you know, it, it's cool. Like I said, uh, you did some great things. Um, in Bridgetown, Barbados, uh, Tristan, he asked, um, uh, could you uh, talk more about the difference in performance between the Audi and the CRX? Yeah, so the biggest limitation of the Audi was the shape of the back of the car. It had a really short hatch opening. Um, it was really, really small at the back. So any kind of box that you had, it was really became a narrow restriction. And you just couldn't get energy around the box versus the CRX is much deeper because it's a front wheel drive car. The Audi was all wheel drive. So it had room for the drivetrain and the CRX is front wheel drive. So the floor pan is much deeper and you still don't have a ton of room in the CRX, but you have quite a bit more room than you do in an Audi for equipment or box or Whatever you're trying to, whatever you're trying to do, whatever your goals are, so you just have a lot more capabilities in that car. What do you think, Jeffrey? No walls. Um, maybe it's an advantage to have extra room around the back side of your box. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> you know, I've tried it both. So I mean, uh, you, you want to have a, all that space back there. It, if you're trying to do, that's why we don't really see CRXs uh, in no wall, right? Um, because of the uh, limited amount of space. Um, but, uh, you know, in other organizations like, uh, Chris here, he's had, uh, you know, success in his CRX and, and no wall type vehicles type mm -hmm. setup. So it also depends on what org you're doing. I mean, the, the right. CRXs do really good for USAC stuff or, you right. know, kicks like that. But if you're going to do dash, I mean, a no wall caravan is going to dominate a CRX on the dash. A, a well-built caravan usually will. I mean, no. Will just dominate <laughs> that was jeffrey's vehicle of choice in case you didn't know oh, it was a it was a plymouth voyager oh yeah that's not not a dodge caravan a plymouth voyager you mean, yeah. you mean the caravan <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh any other questions that you're seeing jeffrey pop up there on the facebook side uh let's see here uh, while he's oh, looking curtis, real quick oh go, go ahead curtis uh lyon says uh chris are you gonna compete in usaki again 
Um, I don't know. I'm, you know, I may compete time, you know, here and there, but I'm just, I'm so busy right now with the schedule and with audio apex, I, I made some time to do some stuff, but I don't know if I can really go full time. It'd be fun. I just don't know if I'm going to have the time to do it. I may go to a show here and there and just play around, but I don't think I can actually, we're not sure yet if I can actually get into, get back into it at that level and maintain the business. So, so, so that brings up a question for me, uh, dragging Maine. Uh, are you guys going to do that again this year? That's a question I'm going to have to ask Dad honestly, because he's okay. he's he's still in Clovis. He kind of he kind of does any, you know, he he organizes any event changes for that just because he's there. I'm in North Carolina now, I don't really have ties to that. Okay. It'd be cool, really good for the community. Dragon Maine's been a really popular event in that area. Mm-hmm. Draws draws a good crowd. It's a cool car show too. I mean, even for for people that may not be into the car audio part of it, it's a cool car show. You can see a lot of cool, cool cars out there. No, that that's awesome. Uh, your dad talked to me about coming out there and doing it one time. Um, it just didn't work out for me to get out there. Uh, yeah. But it's, um, I do, I appreciate what he does. Uh, it, it seems to me, um, I don't know personally, but it does seem, I mean, your dad's a great guy. And it seems to me that he really likes to uh, put back to the community and whatnot and, I really see that coming. I mean, it, whether it be the car audio community or just the community there in Clovis for the people, it seems like he's yeah. always doing something uh, to try and give back to what he enjoys. Yeah, we try to, with Dragon Maine, we really try to give back to especially our our customers there. Because, you know, they, they see, they would see me, for instance, they would see me competing at a national level. And we never had anything around that, like that in that small town. So a lot of people either didn't get a chance to play or didn't quite understand it. So when you brought it there, it really, they had a lot of fun with it. I mean, everybody from, you know, everybody that had a small system to big systems came out and had a fun time. With it. That's you awesome. Know? You catch anything else there, Jeffrey, on the Facebook side? Um, so, no, but actually I had a question. Oh, go ahead. So if you kind of had have a say in it, Chris, um, I mean, would you say which would you choose wanting to compete again or being focused on the uh, audio apex that's a tough decision i you know i i mm-hmm. get the oh yeah i get the urge to compete from time to time again but i also know that i've just got so much on my plate right now i can't i yeah. really to set it up to where i can do both um if i if i get back into competing i just don't know if i'm going to be able to do it at the level i really like to that or that i used mm-hmm. to do just yeah. because I'm busy with right now, but I would like to get back into, into it again at some point, at least play. Yeah, well, that's that's when you start hiring staff. You know, to, <laughs> yeah. to, you can do some delegation, right? You're the boss. Right? You're the yeah. boss, so you start hiring people to do all that uh, manual labor, and then you're just, uh, you know, in there in the warehouse uh, with your vehicle. Easy, right? Yeah, <laughs> possibly. We'll just have to see what the future holds. Easier said than done, right? I mean. It seems like every time I go to finals, it's like when I start getting that itch again, it's like, man, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, are competing and doing really well. And, you know, maybe, maybe I should get back into it, you know? So yeah. I, mean, I understand, I understand your feelings. I, I know where that's you're that's coming from. <laughs> you go to finals, man. I mean, even if first time I went to any kind of finals event, just a spectator, the same thing happened to me. I was like, I need yeah. to do this. I was yeah. like, I need to do this again. And I was like, but I, I just don't have the time. <laughs> 
So, so that, that itch, you get that itch, you got to scratch it. So that yeah. absolutely brings me to that point of um, somebody that's just watching this and is not a competitor or is somebody on the fence. Uh, what would you say to somebody that's um, not a competitor or on the fence about attending a show or be, uh, becoming part of a show? If you, you know, if, if you've never been to a show, never been to an, uh, an SPL contest, I would at least go once to see how you like it. There's, there's some people that go, the thing is like you you can meet a lot of cool people there even if you're not an spl guy there's always demo guys there mm -hmm. I, the, I can't tell you how many demo guys go to their first show and they may not click with the spl guys but they find a fun cool crowd to go with their demo guys and the same thing with spl guys they find more cool, you know you just find people that fit your same niche right i guess very like-minded people yeah very like-minded and they're both there i mean there's there's hardcore spl guys that's where i met andrew that's where i met manny that's where a lot or a lot, a lot of the, a lot of competitors throughout the country I met at SPL contests, even demo guys. While you know, while demo guys, our mindsets were different. I still got along with them just fine. We were cool to chat with, cool people to meet. No, absolutely. Um, uh, another thing. So people that don't know, um, so I met your dad back in two thousand or two thousand one, and okay. uh, your dad was a very large person then. He had a, yeah. the orange pumpkin, and mm -hmm. um, he did not fit very well inside it. Obviously, now he's lost a bunch of weight. Um, I, I swear to you, when I saw you, Chris, I was like, Nathan? And I swear yeah. to you. Well, because, you know, it had been, been a pretty good span. It had been like 12 years since I seen your dad, right? Yeah. And um, whatever that was. And I see you there, and I'm going, Nathan? And because I yeah. didn't realize, I, I heard he lost weight but I didn't see. And then I saw you and you obviously were uh, much bigger than you are now. And, yeah. um, but you are looking way better, sir. I, I will have to say I, that. Yeah. Um, did you do the same as your dad go with the uh, surgery and. Yeah. So w this was probably into 2016, October, 2016. It was actually right after finals. So I actually oh. got gastric. It, it was uh, DB Drag Finals 2016, right afterwards, about a week after I got gastric bypass surgery. Mm -hmm. And I was at my heaviest then. I was about 425. And when I got the gastric bypass, I, on, on, on surgery alone and just dieting, because you, you have to, you're forced right. to diet because you can't eat near as much. Right. That's, that, was, it, that was my drug addiction. It wasn't alcohol or drugs. It was food. I was just, I was a food guy. Mm -hmm. And so uh, with, with the surgery, I was able to get down to, you know, about, that 220 230 and at that point i'd actually never really worked out a whole ton of my life because i'd always been big i was never in good physical shape to really work out and push myself mm -hmm. and once i got down to about 220 230 i was able to start running and i just running i got into this huge kick where i would run you know at the start i would only run about a half mile but by the time i was done i'd run you know i'd go for eight or nine mile run and i got down to 165 doing that dang that's pretty and good then, do you feel much I healthier just, that way and Oh yeah. I had, I had so much more energy. I remember being, you know, when I was 400 pounds, I would go to work. It got so bad to the point I would go to work and 30 minutes into a work day, I would just felt like I had worked a nine hour day. I just was beat. And once I lost all the weight, especially, you know, I'd never been that small. I was like, I can't believe how much more energy I have. Don't have to carry that around anymore. And, I just and, couldn't believe how much, how much more energy I had losing that. And I'm sure it was much easier getting in and out of that car under the car to run wires. And <laughs> I'm sure oh, that yeah. was a lot easier. Installing became far easier, whether it was working on my own personal car or customer's cars, installing became, you know, like clockwork when I lost all that weight. 
No, I, 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 like I said, you guys, you both, you and your dad look much better now. Um, your dad, I mean, your dad killed the pounds and, uh, you know, he looks way healthier now. Uh, looks yeah. great. Um, you're well on your way, obviously. So you're, you're looking good and much, much healthier than the first time I saw you. So, mm -hmm. um, congratulations. And, you know, I just want everybody to know too, that this show, yeah, we are talking about car audio, but it's the people that are involved in the car audio and, you know, we, we that's why we ask you about stuff like this, because we want the whole person. Right. We're not talking just, the, you know, his own, only his car audio stuff, we, you know, everything about you and uh, get people in by, um, involved in you and, um, you know, stand behind you. I'm sure you got a, a lot of support on your weight loss still, I bet. Yep. I got a lot of support along the way and I still get I, I hear it probably every other day. Somebody comments on it. still. even, you know, even though it was coming up on almost five years ago now people still people still got stuff to say about it it's pretty cool yeah uh i mean that's well deserved though right i mean you not i mean i understand the surgery part but you still had to do the work because uh some people get that gastric bypass and literally get back to the same weight they were before so yeah I mean, that's i've had a couple buddies who did the same thing they got the same surgery as me and dad and they lost weight from the start and ended up putting it back on because they get you know, you can, you, you get set in your old ways and you keep pushing it and pushing it and you just, you get back in your old ways again and you just start putting on pounds. Yep. But you know, a good thing to do is start hanging out with Jeffrey and doing some of that uh, jujitsu stuff. That, yeah. That knocks off some weight. <laughs> I'm sure. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll be uh, drowned in a pool of your own sweat by the end of like uh, a half hour class or something like that. So, Hey, that'll, you know, that'll get you, uh, that'll get you going. Oh, for sure. That that's that sounds extremely strenuous. <laughs> hey, so, but that's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, I think when I first heard of you, you know, uh, um, like everyone else, like you're saying here, like Doug was saying, you know, whoa, is that uh, Nathan or you know, and then to kind of see your journey from where you were and you know how you are now just shows basically the discipline you have, and it makes it no wonder you're a world champion, world record holder. So. You know, good job. Oh, Keep thank doing you. It. Yep. Um, uh, so the other question, okay, so like, you know, we have some typical questions we like to ask. Like, um, so what's your, your favorite show that you've ever attended? My favorite show I've ever attended? Yes, sir. I probably have to say, man, that's a tough one. I've been to a lot. <laughs> um, man. I may have to say Dragon Main. Dragon Main the second year was actually really cool because it was on the lake, or it was right. They closed off the. They closed off this road that ran right next to the city lake, and it was just really cool. The weather was perfect. It was just really nice. That was probably one of the one of the best shows I had been to. Actually, was Dragon Main the second year. The first year was pretty cool too. It was inside the actual convention center, but the next year we had done it outside, and everything just played out so well, and the weather was perfect. So, but you're dragging me the second year. Isn't that the year? Uh, didn't you give away like three or four thousand dollars to the deathmatch winner that year? Yeah, that was that was the year Joe Price came down. Joe actually had a band from, time from had, Colorado, had, right? Uh, he he lived in Mississippi, but we had oh, okay. all kinds of competitors come out. We actually had three or four. Uh, we had we had three deathmatch classes, I think, because what we did is we actually all did qualifying rounds. And the four last guys went winning against each other. And then the middle tier guys went against each other. And then I think the third class was a no-walk class. 
but it was really cool, man, watching the deathmatch guys go at it. And I remember that it was a really neat show. We had a uh, we had Lenny come out. Lenny's a guy from Minnesota, I think, or Iowa area. He's a Midwest SPL competitor. Okay. He has a he has a truck. They're called the Red Rocket. It's six eighteens. At the time, it was six eighteens. It's a really cool truck and really nice guy. He came out and hung out. Uh, Joe was out there. We were out there. Um, I remember Clinton Butchram was out there. There was a lot of cool people that came all the way to Clovis to come check it out. We had a lot of fun. Yep. No, that's awesome. I mean, it's hey, and if you guys have Dragon Main, Jeffrey's not too far. If you guys want to add DB Drag to that thing, hey, yeah, <laughs> right? Because I mean, he, he's he's currently in the Dallas area, right? So yeah, um, you know, Dallas ain't too far. How how far of a drive is that from Clovis? I think it's about a seven eight hour drive. I think. Yeah, that's that's a freaking that's a walk in the park for Jeffrey. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Coming from uh, California, when whenever I drive up north, it'd be yeah. like minimum eight hours, ten hour drive. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's drives. But you know, I re I recall doing a show out in New Mexico. It was uh, I think King Kong Customs. Um, I, I think you were there too, right? Uh, yeah. First met Kurt and Andrew actually, and that was that was Kong Fusion. And I remember because Andrew, right. Andrew had the yeah. blue van, there. and Kurt, Kurt was just getting into, you know, he Kurt just opened the car audio shop, but he had never really competed in SPL. Never, he was really interested in it, but never really dabbled with it. Yeah, and that was the first yeah. big show we had that really got him hooked. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what we had, uh, there was a concert. Uh, I remember taking pictures with Paul Wall and Chameleon Air, and yeah, and, uh, it was it was a cool show. Yeah, me and Andy uh, did it. Uh, he actually, uh, I think we drove from, I, I, I flew out to his place and yeah. from Idaho, we drove all the way to New Mexico and, and, uh, you know, not knowing what was going, what was going to happen. And, you know, we had a fun time there, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Cool. No. Uh, so is, is there a world finals or one of your rings that sticks out more than the other ones? Uh, is it your first one? Is it your, you know, does one ring stick out more for you than all the rest of your championships? There's one that sticks out. Well, there's actually, there's three from one year that stick out. And that was the year in USAC. They, and they may have changed the rule since then, or they may have, um, honestly, I haven't looked at their USAC rule book in probably two years now or a year and a half. Okay. Um, but basically my Rex at the time was a stock car, meaning it had, you know, stock interiors, a street vehicle. And I took it and I ran the stock division, the no wall division and the mod division and in mod, that's the wall division, kind of like how DB Drag has Super Street. Okay. Um, they ran the, the the stock, no wall, and mod division, and I ended up winning all three divisions with the stock car. And that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> and so, so that, I mean, so you won all three divisions with one, one particular vehicle, right? Yeah. So, and, and you, the time was very different because you could run multiple classes at an SPL right. show one vehicle versus DB drag. You can run one SPL class and one base race class. That's correct. So yeah, that's uh that, that is a difference. Uh, we actually, when base race started, we were allowing competitors to enter multiple base race classes. So one guy might be able to do 29, 39 and 49. Um, yeah. we did that for almost a year and then we cut it down. So, gotcha. um, it is what it is. Uh, I know guys that love to do it. Brian Nyman was one of the guys. I mean, that guy, he would go in and win the 29, 39, and 49 every, you know, at a bunch of shows. Yeah. But be able to control your system 
at all those levels, I mean, if it's capable of hitting 49.9 and being able to control it at a 29.9 level, that's that's knowing your system pretty well. Yeah, and it takes a lot of practice. I mean, it's a lot of – averaging that is tough, especially if you have to go round after round after round after round. Yep. Very tedious work. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so so we went over your favorite show. Um, so with the – have you been to Slamology? I have. I've been to Slam. And, and that's actually a pretty good show. Are you guys going to go as uh, Audio Apex again uh, or as a booth oh. at Slam this year? Yeah, we went this last year, and we'll probably set up a booth again. It was okay. a lot of fun. We actually took uh, we we've got a, a demo vehicle right now. It's uh, it's Kyle's truck. It's Clippo, and it's actually really cool. It's a uh, so it's an extreme vehicle, and it does 80s, and it still demos, and it demos. I mean, it plays all the way down to 25. It does it does like a 65 at 25 and a 75 at like 35. So it still plays with a ton wow. down low Sick. and does it well. And that was the first big show we had taken it to after all the, the cabin modifications we'd done to it. We had a lot of fun this last year going. The biggest thing about Slam, though, man, is the heat. The heat just kicks your butt out there. Hey, you know, it, it wasn't too bad last year, though. It was actually decent. But the humidity, because yeah. I'm from where I'm from, we do not have humidity. And good Lord, was there a lot of humidity at Slam. Yeah, and that'll that'll get you on the East Coast because New Mexico for me was the same way. We it would get hot there, but we didn't have any any humidity in New Mexico. But the East Coast, if it gets hot and it's humid, it'll just wipe you out. Oh yeah, it's just humidity, something else. No, no, absolutely. Um, so with all that, uh, one of the oh, somebody did ask over here your forty five, your cab forty five. Uh, <laughs> does it take up to sixteen volts? Does it take up to eighteen volts? Uh, what's where does that amplifier like to play the operating voltage on the cab 45 is from 9 volts to 16 volts okay so 16.2 you're in the danger zone yeah 16.2 16.3 you're getting to the danger zone there's multiple people that have done them at 16.0 though with good results okay there you go because uh, uh, one thing uh, DB drag is um, talking to the competitors currently about is uh, changing the uh, voltage limits in the street class as a potential and um if that is the case but it doesn't really matter because it's power right it's voltage times amperage so yeah as a judge i in my opinion i don't give a rat's butt if it's running 35 volts uh because you know i all i care about is the output volt the output wattage is a thousand watts two thousand watts or five thousand watts right with, well, to, with today's modern amp technology, having a bump to 16 volts may not really be that needed because a lot of modern amps, I mean, exactly, yeah, in them now, you know. I mean, yeah. all all the current model amps that you get today are are set up for 12 volt. The, the you know 16 and 18 volt amps are kind of becoming a thing of the past. They are, yeah. and, and we we actually discussed that. Um, but the thing is, is people are using the uh, lithium battery cells, you know, putting together, yep. and they like to sit around 15.3. And yeah, cur currently our max voltage is 15. So yeah. that puts bumps them all out. So that's why we were suggesting 16 as the number. Yeah, I mean, that, that could work too. 16 allows those guys to all fall under the same rules and compete again yes. without, having, without breaking the voltage restrictions. Yep. Otherwise, I mean, the guys have to bleed down their batteries, and you know that's not easy to do. Yeah. Um, 
you know. On the problem is depending on what battery they're using too is like something like a C Max at 15 volts is is relatively dead in comparison to what it wants to actually be at. I mean a C Max right. charge wants to be at 16.8 is rec- is actually 100% state of charge on a built C Max. So if you run it at you know 15 or 14.4 while it works, it's it's real it's really dead there actually. I mean it still make it'll still make power, but it won't make near the power it will in the 16th. Okay. Yeah, we we actually had um, limit lithium, uh, limitless lithium on here uh, yep. a few weeks ago talking about his batteries. So, and we had a pretty good conversation about the lithium versus uh, AGM and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, like I said, and for anybody watching, listening to this right now, if you want to go back, you can look look up the uh, li- limit lithium. Uh, Limitless Lithium, just search it on any of our streaming platforms. That's iHeart, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Podbean, any of the other ones. Uh, if there's something that you cannot get it streamed on, let me know, and I will make it available. Uh, it's just a matter of finding it, clicking a couple of buttons, and get my stuff information uh, inserted, and we can get it on those platforms. Right now we're on, I don't know, at least nine different platforms. For the audio podcast, uh, those audio podcasts are usually available the following day. Um, there's some thing going on with YouTube right now where it's not letting me download the information off of YouTube. So once that all gets worked out again, uh, it was working really good for a while where I was able to put up the audio podcast like within an hour of the show. Uh, but right now, like I said, it's not letting me do that. Uh, once again, so people watching, listening to this, if you're on Facebook, smash the angry button. That helps our algorithm because that, uh, for some reason, it's whatever. But I read a thing on uh, Facebook. Uh, people that are mad at things tend to pool together. That's why the uh, mad face kind of uh, bumps us up in the algorithm. So appreciate that. On YouTube, hit a thumbs up and like the uh, video also put a comment not just in the chat portion but put a comment on the video that helps bump our bump our ratings up also on youtube we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers i'm only at like 265 subscribers currently on youtube if i can get to a thousand that's going to help us out and make us uh make us monetizable uh another we need thing. you to unbutton a, a button there doug and then maybe we can get some more viewers yeah, there you go. No, no, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but if you'd like to donate to, uh, so uh, just real quick for everybody to know, uh, Jeffrey is currently going to be my host, and we're going to see how that goes. But right now, that's my plan is to have Jeffrey on full time as my new uh, as my new co-host with this thing. Uh, a great thing about Jeffrey is he's a world champion, as you guys met last week. Uh, he's also a judge for the um, uh, Dallas, uh, Texas area, and then also SoCal. So if something's coming on in those areas, he can actually let you know about that and talk to talk towards that. Speaking of which, uh, callers callouts back east on March, I think, 23rd or 24th, if he's still in here. It's uh, 26th. Is it 26th? Okay, so so callers callouts. Uh, once we get shows going again, Jeffrey and I will end every podcast showing the video or showing up the calendar with the upcoming the shows like we did before. Uh, but right now our show season's down. Um, 
Also, uh, I heard that um, Ray is going to do a show at Lundford's Customs in Sacramento on the 20th. Uh, what, I, what, do you know what Ray Pimley does? It's Iaska. Is that what he does? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So he'll be doing Iaska um, at uh, Lundford Customs, and we will be there the following weekend on the 27th. And uh, that is like 99% sure when I'm done with this podcast, I got to run to the bowling alley and confirm that's not the same day that I have my bowling tournament. Uh, and once I confirm that, then we will lock in that day. But uh, Lunsford's going to have an IASCA event on the 20th for sure. He, it's already been approved through his uh, landlord, and we're looking for the 27th possibly also. Okay, so we got all that. Um, just want to get that out of the way. Oh, also, if you guys want to donate to the uh, podcast, remember, I'm going to share this stuff 100% uh, with Jeffrey since he is now my co-host. So you can send us tips at uh, Venmo at SonicFX, Cash App, dollar sign SonicFX. Also, we are going to slightly change some things up where I am going to start uh, accepting sponsorships from manufacturers or whoever. And uh, we'll put that on there. We'll have a commercial portion of the show. And, uh, you know, help cover some of our costs. We, uh, the cost here, uh, Jeffrey came in at a good time. We paid for the whole year already. Lucky and I did. So, <laughs> so you got a bonus this time. Uh, but there are costs involved. There's a lot of time involved, you know, trying to get a hold of Chris. I appreciate his time absolutely for him popping in here yes. and uh, talking to us. But um, there's some prep work to go on and the programming and setting stuff up. And as you can see, I got a new background. Got Jeffrey right here. Right yeah. hey. there. There he is. So I got Jeffrey right there on my uh, for my background. The picture there is uh, from this last year World Finals. We got Greg in the in the lanes versus oh, that's a no wall van right there. Right, Ricky yeah. Garcia, and I saw him post it in here. So, um, uh, as in Sam, I already uh, said we're not going to talk much about rules. Just so you know, uh, Sam asked a rules question. We're not going to talk about today's uh, show is about Chris. Uh, we're trying to get Wayne on here to have a discussion about rules, and we'll see how that goes. Celise may be coming on soon to talk about her back, uh, how she's been part of DB Drag and how she helps out and with Wayne and all that stuff. Um, oh, uh, I got a question from Team Gigawatt. He's uh, out of Jeffrey's area, Southern California. It says, hey, Chris, do you offer a upcharge on the remagnetization of higher motor force on the subs if I send them to you? Um, That's honestly a question I haven't been asked yet. I mean, it, all it would probably cost is just the shipping and then the zapping. You know, I mean, zapping it is probably, that's what we in-house call it, zapping is when we use right. the magnetizer. I would imagine, you know, it's probably around... 15, 20 bucks a motor to actually use magnetizer plus the cost of shipping. Okay. And round trip shipping is not cheap on a subwoofer. I, especially when you're trying to remagnetize, I'm guessing. Um, and, yeah. and for Eli, uh, just so you know, there's probably three houses at least in Southern California that are close by that could probably do it too. Just saying it, they'll save you a ton of money in the shipping. All right. Um, anything else you're seeing over there, Jeffrey? Mm, not really too okay. much right now. Okay. Um, so I do have a question though, Chris, 
Are you a fan of the movie uh, Kingpin? Yes, I've seen the movie. Oh, Dude, nice. how often do you have to talk about being Munson? Oh, dude, at finals, there's actually uh, my buddy Luke at finals actually had a bunch of stickers made that he was passing out at USAC finals. Oh, uh, did he? What'd they say? <laughs> they were, they, they, they said get Munson and they were just some random decals he had made. I was like, oh man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he was just doing that fooling around, but he, he got that reference from Kingpin. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, a, a awesome movie. I'm a bowler myself. I enjoy that movie. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm, good friends with probably 30 people in that movie so okay um it just happened to be that time when that movie was being filmed is when i was heavy into the uh upper echelon of bowling community so you know i bowled yep. semi-pro events pro events um so okay. I, I was uh involved with a lot of those uh, guys yeah dave bradshaw with doug's being the big urn so <laughs> <laughs> I took an awesome picture. So I was at the bowling stadium, which is where the final scene is filmed in that movie, National yep. Bowling Stadium in Reno. And um, a lady friend of mine that she bowls, uh, her husband's one of the top amateur bowlers in the world. Um, anyway, so she was bowling next to me. I look over, and she's got the rose ball. And so <laughs> I put it right there at the foul line and got a picture of that rose ball at the bowling stadium. That was awesome. Yeah. I posted it on my Facebook page. It was awesome. Well, heck yeah. Because so, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that and whatnot, too. So, um, uh, Oh, you're awesome. Thank you, Chris. That's what uh, from Team Jigawa Eli has to say. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, so we're rolling up on an hour. We're at 53 minutes in so far. We like to run these things right at about an hour because that works really good. Uh, so, Chris, um, the last question, uh, what is your – version of a base head what's your definition man honestly a definition of a base head for me is just somebody that has fun doing it for me i mean i i'm an spl competitor i've been a hardcore a hardcore spl competitor but to me it truly doesn't matter if you're somebody that does a 130 or a 180 if you're having fun doing it that's all that matters yeah no that that's absolutely that's that's a common one uh i would say my, most of our guest is a if you enjoy doing it and enjoy being around people that do it, that's a base head. Especially, yeah. especially if it's one of those things that you really enjoy going to a show is one of the coolest things. Cause you meet people that have a common interest. Mm -hmm. You can make a lot yes. of shows just because of that common interest. You can talk about car audio and then it'll spiral off into other things. I mean, there's, there could be a lot of other common interests that you have with people but, you know, at a car audio show, it really allows you to meet those people and, you know, see it for yourself. There's a lot of cool people at those shows that have a lot of common interests to, 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 with other people. So Yeah, and you would have never met them if you didn't go to the car audio show, right? I mean, exactly. what what are my chances of ever meeting Jeffrey if it wasn't for DB Drag? Uh, yeah. Almost none, right? So, exactly. and, and Jeffrey's a cool guy, right? I mean, look, look at that. He's a movie star. He's a he's a, a a gaming star. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. He's a world champion, you know. Uh, well, also, uh, I mean, this all goes back to the start too, when when Dad got me into it. If it wasn't for Dad, honestly, getting me into it, I wouldn't have had a chance to meet any of you guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's the honest truth. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had a chance to meet Jeffrey. I wouldn't have a chance to meet you. I wouldn't have a chance to meet uh, Roger. I wouldn't have a chance to meet Jay. Andrew Curry. and Jay. Yeah. 
mean, all, I wouldn't have a chance to meet any of the Carlyle competitors and then, you know, all, all the manufacturers. I would have never, never had that opportunity if it wasn't for him getting me into it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, hey, tell us about your um, your your sponsors, uh, where people can get a hold of you, your equipment, that kind of thing. Maybe see you next, that kind of stuff. Um, where you'll probably see me next is I'll probably, I think that there is a show that we're going to take Clippo to in March. I think it's the TDH show. It's either, it's either TDH or it could be caller's call out. Um, I forget, it's honestly comes down to Kyle. It's his truck. Um, but you can catch me at one of those shows. As far as the equipment goes, you can find all of our equipment on our website. There's links to it on the website. Um, and you can also, you're more welcome to also call in and ask us questions about equipment. Um, or, or if you need just need input on what kind of what, what kind of equipment to buy or what exactly you're looking for or even just you know there, there's common common tech support questions i get daily from people either trying to figure out how to do something or what direction they need to go in with with their setup okay so and wh what's the uh web address so people can the web address is uh, www.caraudiobargain.com without the s right car audio bargain yep Without the S. Cool. Um, uh, one more thing, Jeffrey, for you and I, kind of on the air meeting thing. Um, I would love to do a giveaway that we can uh, do, try and drive up uh, viewership and whatnot. So oh, let's, let's do it. I love giveaways. Yeah, me too. So let's uh, talk about giveaways. Uh, talk to some of the manufacturers, uh, Rockford, Apex, uh, you know, Crossfire, whoever. I mean, just simply, it could be T-shirts. It could be. It doesn't have to be high-end stuff, right? So let's uh, let's start working towards that, and uh, let's uh, build up viewership through giveaways. Yes, sound I agree. reasonable. I agree. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, um, Jeffrey, you got uh, anything coming up that we uh, need to know about? Um, I am actually hosting uh, an event um, in uh, Grapevine, Texas. Uh, it's going to be at Crossfire headquarters. It's going to be a DB drag racing event, uh, as well as a USACI. So if you guys are listening, you guys are nearby. Hey, come check out the show. Um, you guys, we also got, uh, you know, other formats. You know, it's not just DB drag. We got uh, base race, cyclone, we got freestyle. I know a lot of the guys out there in texas loving that freestyle right now so <laughs> hey let's let's keep it let's keep it going and uh you know we'll see it at finals so hey got that going on this weekend see you guys there <laughs> all <laughs> right uh and for me uh like we say every show if you want to support us uh no hundred dollars is too small for us we'll take any hundred dollars you want to give us uh along with that the best way to get this uh type of community to grow and be better and the shows to be better the more people are out of shows the better those shows are absolutely every time we talk to somebody is when it was a, they went to a big show and that was what's really cool and they really loved it so to make these shows better the way you do that is bring somebody with you so bring somebody with you at every show you go and they will get hooked just like anybody else it happened to christopher it happened to nathan it happened to jeffrey it happened to me a uh, friend brought us to a show. Next thing you know, we're like, dude, I got to do this. And not yep. only that, but I got to be the best at doing this. Exactly. That's how you catch <laughs> the bug. It's like a drug, right? Yes. Um, you bring that up, actually. Dad uh, Dad found a picture the other day. Mm -hmm. Or No, Sal, actually. One of, my, one of my partners actually found a picture the other day. It was him and Dad 
at uh, it was the, it was actually the first DB drag show. I think it was I asked the final 94, 95. They found a picture wow. of both. There's a picture from them all the way back in 94, 95. It was it was just crazy to see a time capsule. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and and that's another thing cool. I don't know about the other organizations because I'm only a DB drag judge, but you go on to the DB drag and you know you were at a show in 2000. You can click on that show and you can see pictures from that event. What's and, funny about uh, what's funny about that event too is I'm actually confident, Jeffrey. I think Roger was at that event too. Yeah, you know, I think there was a video that surfaced online, and we were actually with uh, watching it today. Uh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne in his hair. hair. Wayne <laughs> yeah, in Wayne. his hair. Hey, Celise had a rock star, uh, rock star haircut too. We yeah. Were, yeah, looking at, but yeah, Roger was there and uh, looking, uh, you know, rather guapo as we like to say, but. Uh, yeah, he was there and, uh, he was, he was telling me about all these other competitors that were there and I was like, what? No way. Really? So, yeah. you know, we're, we're making memories here. We're making memories. It's, it's more than just an organization. It's something, an outlet for us, right? You know, we get yeah. to compete, we get to make history, you know, we, we can just go back on it and be like, man, I was there. I was there. <laughs> well, the thing, about, the thing about car audio enthusiasts, they don't look at it like, some sort of job or profession they truly look at it as hobbyists and hobbyists have fun you know they, they don't necessarily go at it to be the best they just go to have fun and that's what majority yeah. of the car audio guys are there doing is just having a good time hanging out with fellow car audio guys yep oh yeah yeah all right guys we will we hit the one hour mark i think we had great conversation with you guys there i appreciate you coming on thank you christopher munson uh dude Doug. Awesome talking to you again. Uh, like I said, your your um, your accomplishments are yours. They're not your dad's by any means. Um, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that they're your dad's. Uh, but if they ever did, they're absolutely wrong. Uh, your dad's let me know quite emphatically that you know um, you just he just helped guide you a little bit, and uh, it it definitely was all you. So yeah, uh, he, helped, he helped me guide me, but he definitely has, uh, he has accomplishments of his own too. So. Oh, he does. He absolutely does. And it, it's uh, great to see, you know, a second generation with their own accomplishments and, yeah. um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and meeting and possibly even exceeding your dad's accomplishments with the number of championships. So, yep. um, that's always really cool to see. So Man, how many people could say that second generation? Yeah. Wow. Especially in this, uh, you know, yeah, well, this, uh, sport. Well, Ricky, yeah, so Ricky, uh, Ricky Garcia, he's a second generation. I remember when he was coming in the lanes, the guy was like five, six years old and he was coming with his wow. dad to shows and now he's uh, 20 or 19 and he, you know, he, uh, was what third last this year in no walls or second, no walls or something like that. So yeah. that's how I started. I remember going to shows with dad when I was four or five years old and he was running. Dang. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're that old Jeffrey. Yeah. What that? What was that? I said that's uh, that's how old you are, Jeffrey. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, once again, thank you for coming in. Uh, look for giveaways. Uh, Jeffrey or I will post something about that. We'll get this handled and get some get giveaways going. Try and drive up some viewership. We're pretty much stalled at around a thousand views and downloads a, a week. So uh, let's try and drive that up. I'd love to see it get to three to five thousand. Would be awesome. Um, and remember, we do this to help the community and uh, make it all better. Um, uh, get camaraderie, uh, reach out to other parts of the world, uh, people doing the same thing. If you guys see uh, Christopher at a show, come on up to him, shake his hand. Hey, Christopher, I saw you on, you know, this week in car audio. Uh, you know, 
congratulations, you know, and uh, let him know uh, that you're a fan of his. He definitely has uh, done the work to become a fan, uh, to be somebody to uh, be admired and and uh, looked up to. So, um, oh, uh, Calvin says, make sure you join Jeff's OnlyFans page. <laughs> yes, we're we're on all the social networking websites. Yes, uh, <laughs> his is Boom and Audio. Jeffrey's doing Boom and Audio. Audio. Uh, Sonic okay. FX. On, yeah. Sonic FX. We're only on Facebook and YouTube. So. Um, but anyway, all right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you guys uh, for watching. Thank you guys for listening on the podcast. And we will see you guys next Monday night at 6 p.m. on This Week in Car Audio. Whoa, whoa.